Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Mike Tom with Colleen Hood. Today we get to speak with one of the internet's best-known evangelists. When best-selling author Ray Comfort picked up his dog and put him into his bike, he didn't realize that he was creating an internet sensation. Comfort's Living Waters YouTube channel has since exploded to over 75 million views. He'll speak with us this morning about evangelism in the 21st century. Ray, you're really well-known for doing these videos with actor Kirk Cameron. How did you get into evangelism? Well, I got to evangelism by becoming a Christian. The second I became a Christian, I was horrified at the thought that hell was real. And so the first thing I wanted to do was to see my family saved from death and hell. And so I shared the gospel with my family and then the neighbors and then strangers. Because the depth of love that you have will uh, propel you uh, to reach as many people as you can. And so uh, that's what I did the moment I became a Christian. I got a printing press and put it in my home, began printing gospel tracts, had... Uh, Sign writing put on, a, on my car, uh, professionally done. I purchased a 34-seater bus and put Jesus as the way, the truth, the life on one side and the gift of God as eternal life uh, on the other side with a Bible reference. And uh, So I was very zealous for, uh, uh, for evangelism from the moment I became a Christian, and nowadays I'm much worse. You started by evangelizing to your family, but then it just kind of naturally progressed from family to strangers. Yeah, if, if you love people, you won't just keep your concern with your family, you'll be concerned for your neighbors and your workmates. And so when I, whenever I look at any human being, my heart just breaks at the thought that they could die today, and 150,000 people die every 24 hours. And, and if you let a human being drown in front of you and you don't bother to throw them a rope, uh, civil law will throw you in jail for the crime of what's called depraved indifference. Depraved means it's as low as you can get, and indifference means you couldn't care less. And I didn't want to be guilty of the crime of depraved indifference, of having no concern that every day people are dying, and I have the cure to death that God has given us in the gospel. So there's a moral obligation each of us have. Paul said, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. So that's what propels me, the love of Christ. I first learned about you seeing videos of you evangelizing on the street with actor Kirk Cameron. How did you and the guy from Growing Pains get connected? Well, my manager was at a CBA, a Christian Booksellers Association convention, about nearly 20 years ago. And he saw Kirk, and he took a teaching that I do called Hell's Best Kept Secret. It's the principles of biblical evangelism, and it's very radical compared to uh, how modern uh, evangelism is, uh, is done. And he, there was a long line waiting to get Kirk's autograph. But uh, Mark Spence just went straight up to the front of the line. He said, you've got to listen to this. And he gave it to him. And Kirk looked at it, and he told us later. He saw the title, Hell's Best Kept Secret. He said, I've got to listen to this. So he did. He listened to it twice. First time, it didn't hit him. Second time, he was listening in his car. He actually pulled over. It so affected him uh, because he knew he was preaching a wrong gospel, uh, the modern gospel. So he called the ministry. Excuse me. Called the ministry and asked if he could uh, come over for lunch. So I said, oh, "I'll check my calendar." Of course, I was I was free. And Kirk came over. We went to lunch. Spent three hours over lunch. He was horrified when we went into the restaurant because I gave gospel tracts to the patrons. Uh, as we walked up to our table, I gave tracts to other people sitting at tables. And he thought, "No, he's one of those." And uh, but Kirk said he couldn't believe the people's reaction to the tracts. They laughed. They asked for more. They read them, and so when he came back to the ministry, he stayed for another two or three hours and helped us load the UPS truck, and then he left, and I thought, oh, that was nice. Next day he called, 
and then he called again that day, and then the next day he called, and the day after that, and he kept calling, and he kept saying, how can we get this teaching to the church? How can we do it? And so uh, one day he had opportunity to preach on a major Christian television network, and he took my notes, and he preached Hell's Best Kept Secret from my notes, and our uh, website crashed. It had over a hundred, uh, sorry, over a million um, hits. And uh, the television network said their ratings went through the roof, and they said, would you please come back? And he said, no, but what we'll do is we'll make a television program bringing out these principles. And so that was the beginning of the Way of the Master television program, which goes to 190 countries, and we're now in our fifth season, so that's very exciting. And uh, I normally wouldn't get on Christian television because of what I preach, Uh, but uh, Kirk was the doorway in. We called it uh, Jalapeno Wrapped in Candy. They just said, come in, Kirk Cameron, and I was holding on to his coattails, and they let me preach what I wanted, and it's been a, a marvelous, God-given opportunity. What's the reaction like when non-Christians get them? Are they angry, happy, kind of a mix? No, our tracks are so good, non-Christians ask for more. We've sold something like 250 million gospel tracks over the years, and they are unique. They're not like the normal church track that's got a photo of your pastor looking a little grumpy, saying, come and come visit our church. There are things like the million-dollar bill track, which looks like a million-dollar bill if there was one. Uh, with a gospel on the back. And so our tracks are very, very unique, very different, very creative, and non-Christians love them. And so uh, that's why the people are laughing. I mean, we've got tracks called 101 of the World's Best One-Liners, things like You're Unique, Just Like Everybody Else, uh, funny little one-liners that make people smile, and, and then it, in the middle of it it's called, Please take a moment to read this message. And when you give them out, you just say to someone, Hey, this will cheer up your day, World's Funniest One-Liners. They say, Hey, thanks a lot. So don't forget to read the gospel message in the middle. And they say, okay. So uh, they're, they're just uh, really different. You often use the Ten Commandments to show people that they're not following along God's path. Are you afraid that you're potentially scaring people away? No, not at all. Our, our uh, YouTube channel's got uh, 77 million views. A lot of them are non-Christians. And when we witness the same way Jesus did, it's in Mark 10, verse 17, where a young man asked how he could find everlasting life, <coughs> Jesus gave him the Ten Commandments. And the reason he did that was to show him that he needed God's, sa- uh, God's mercy, that he needed a Savior, and that's the purpose of the commandments. When we look into a mirror, uh, a mirror just reflects what we are in truth. And when we see a, m- a messy hairstyle, a you know, pale face and puffy eyes, we go from the mirror to the water to wash. That's the function of the Ten Commandments, to reflect what we are in truth. So my great confidence when I share the Ten Commandments is that the person has a conscience. He knows right from wrong. So the conscience bears witness, according to Romans chapter 2, verse 15. Conscience agrees with the commandments that it's wrong to lie, to kill, to steal, to commit adultery. And so very rarely do people get upset. It's only when you speak to their carnal mind that they get upset. But when you address the conscience, it affirms the truth of the commandments and you get harmony. So I get a lot of people saying, thank you very much for talking to me. This made sense for the first time in my life. Why do you evangelize in such unique ways? Well, my father was very, very creative, and I like to walk in his steps. You can see my father in action in Genesis chapter 1 when he spoke the, the earth into existence. He's the creator, and we're made in his image, and so uh, we should be creative too. So uh, for about the last 25 years, when I open air preach, I get up onto a box, and I don't get a bullhorn and yell at people. Uh, I attract people by asking trivia questions like, what's the capital of France? And someone will say, Paris. 
say, that's right, and I'll give them a dollar. The crowd comes around. We just ask, ask trivia questions just for fun and to build a crowd because one thing I don't like doing is talking to nobody. And uh, I'll say to someone in the crowd, what's your name? A little boy will say, Timmy. I say, that's right, Timmy. Here's your dollar, and I'll give him a dollar for getting his name right. And people laugh. And then we just say, okay, anyone here think they're a good person? If you think you're a good person, just come up on the box. We've got a box for hecklers. And when they get up on the box, we take them through the Ten Commandments. And and when they've uh, finished, we say, I really appreciate you doing this. And for listening to me, I'd like to give you a gift. It's a Subway gift card. And that creates good goodwill. So it's it's different. And when you give away money in public as a preacher, it's kind of like water running uphill. It attracts attention because preachers are so often putting a collection bag under your nose and that upsets the ungodly. But to give money for no real reason is a a good thing to do. I find it interesting, even though you are offering them kind of a reward, they're still willing to be put on the spot in front of so many people like that on a touchy subject. Yeah, um, we empathize with them. You know, we don't humiliate them. Uh, And... uh, and they get up of their own free will. It's usually, when I'm, when I'm asking trivia, I'm actually looking across the crowd, looking for uh, confident people, uh, people who are the sort of person that would yell out in public. And they're the ones that say, hey, you, you asked that question before. You want to get up on the box? Say, yeah, I'd like to. So there are a number of people in the crowd that are confident, and they're the ones that I, I grab. Earlier, Ray was telling us about how he uses unique ways to evangelize. And speaking of unique ways, Ray, how did you use your dog to evangelize? You know about Sam? Yeah, we do, yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I took Sam for a run on my bike, and he got really out of breath, so I scooped him up and carried him for about a quarter of a mile, maybe half a mile. <clears throat> He's about 25 pounds, and my arm was aching so much, and he loved it. He was just, how are you going to write that? Anyway, he just loved it, and I scooped him up, and, and I thought, man, I should make him a little platform. So I made him a platform, and I thought, it's not fair, I'm wearing sunglasses in this bright Southern California sun. So I put sunglasses on him, and I couldn't believe people's reaction. When I'd ride around the streets, people would run out of their homes with their cameras. Cars would honk, and people would give me thumbs-up signs, and ladies would yell out, how cute, and I'd call back, so is the dog. And it was, I was getting more attention than the presidential motorcade. And so every day I go out with Sam on the bike. He actually loves evangelizing, and he's my... Uh, He's my bait when I go fishing for men. Uh, often, when I go into a local college, students will crowd around, and I say, hey, you like dogs? Yeah, love dogs. You know, what's his name? His name's Sam. Hey, you want to come on camera and talk to, talk to me about the afterlife? What do you believe? And so he really does attract people, because there's something so disarming about a dog wearing sunglasses. I mean, what sort of crazy person would have a dog wearing sunglasses? That makes people curious. And it gives me a license to talk to them about things that are personal. Ray Comfort likes to use unconventional ways to talk with random people about God, Jesus, and faith. Ray, why do you think people are so willing to talk with a complete stranger and his dog? Yeah, everybody has got a uh, will to live. Everybody secretly thinks about death. Everybody has a fear of death. The Bible tells us that. And so for me to bring up something like that kind of surprises You know, I say to them, are you afraid of dying? They say, yes, I am, actually. So let's talk about it. You sound like an interesting person. What's your name? And she says, oh, it's Linda. Linda, will you give me five minutes? I'll give you a Subway gift card just for five minutes of your time. No, I'm a bit shy. Hey, you can do this. I say, you know, life isn't like this. It's mediocre. It's kind of boring. People don't come up to you and say, I've got millions of views on my YouTube channel. I'd like your opinion. I say, you've got to take the bull by the horns. Live life. Come on, you can do this. Okay. 
say, good for you, I'll make you feel comfortable, and I'll just ask you questions, and if you don't like what we're doing, just say stop, and I'll turn it off and I'll delete the whole thing, okay? And they say, yeah, that's great. You know, one thing that holds people back from going on camera is they don't really know what they're going to talk about. <clears throat> so if you give them a subject, you know, if I say to you, I want to talk to you about uh, global warming, at least you know where you're going to go. You've got an opinion. So when I say to people, do you think about the afterlife, I know that everybody does. Everybody is afraid of death. And I say to them, you know, you can overcome your fear of death. It's a very simple thing to do. If you're on a plane 10,000 feet up and you're going to jump, you're terrified. You've got no parachute. You're going to land on your face at 120 miles an hour. You've got a right to be horrified. But if I give you a parachute, you now know when you put your trust on a parachute, you're going to hit the ground at 8 miles an hour on your feet. You are saved. You're safe. And your fear will be in direct proportion to how much faith you have in the parachute. So faith is very, very powerful. And if you put your faith in Jesus, you'll be able to control your fears when you pass through this black hole called death. And people's eyes light up, and they can identify with something like that. And they say, this could be life-changing for you, so let's do it. And so we go on camera, and it's uh, very, very rewarding when people say, I really appreciate you talking to me. This, is, this has been good. I'm going to think about this, and I've got a Bible at home. Have you ever had anyone say no to you? Oh, yes, lots. I would get probably, I'd get mm, six no's to one yes. Uh, people say, uh, I say, would you come on YouTube? No, no, absolutely not. Please, you'd be great. Tell me what you believe and tell me what you believe. No, I still don't want to go on. I say, I'll give you a uh, in and out, uh, in and out of a big hamburger place over here that's very popular. I'll give you an in-and-out uh, card, $5. And they say, no, no. I say, okay, well, here's the card anyway. They say, what? You don't have to do that. I'm going to check your channel out. So it's a great thing to be able to do to give someone a card, even though they turn me down, uh, because it's a great testimony that I really care about them. We've had a great discussion this morning with author and evangelist Ray Comfort about how we can evangelize in our own unique ways. Ray, do you think everybody should be evangelizing, even if they're not a theologian or don't have all the answers? Yeah, everybody should, uh, because uh, uh, we're all commanded to. Uh, The evangelist is the uh, gift, according to Ephesians chapter 4, to the church uh, for the work of the ministry. The evangelist equips Christians on how to share their faith. But everybody is called to evangelism. Uh, we've got no excuse. Uh, we, we, we don't need to know much. All you need to know is to be able to share your faith. Remember the woman at the well uh, in John chapter 4 uh, had the men of that village come to Christ because she just went and testified. She didn't go to a training course. She probably didn't even know what she was doing, except, you know, come to Jesus. And so when you've got a testimony, you just got to learn the basics of that we're sinners, we've broken the commandments, God provided a Savior, we broke the law, Jesus paid the fine. If you repent, trust in him, um, God will give you everlasting life. And you, you practice what you preach, you practice on your dog, you practice in the mirror. You just keep going over and over in your mind what you'd say if you talk to an atheist until it comes naturally to you. Ray, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, just go to livingwaters.com. That's our website, and people can come equipped and check out the tracts. Or go to our YouTube channel. It's just YouTube Living Waters, and, uh, and subscribe. And it's completely free, and you get a brand-new video every day. Thanks so much, Ray, for joining us this morning. That was a great conversation. It really was. We'll talk to you again on Connections.